It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Many of us remember Floyd the Barber on The Andy Griffith Show. Well, I got to interview Floyd the Quilter. Turning memories into heirlooms is Floyd Bullock's theme as he creates quilts for his customers. I'm impressed by the attention to the details he collects before starting on a quilt so that his customers can receive the product they desire. Floyd, thank you so much for being on A Quilter's Life. Well, thank you, Paula, for reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Greenville, North Carolina. That's Pitt County. And went to high school there, community college, and then transferred over to East Carolina University. Basically lived there about 21 years and then moved on a little bit. Now, you're still in North Carolina. Did you ever leave the state or you just moved around in the state? I've been in North Carolina probably all my adult life, except for about six months. I ventured out to Los Angeles and lived out there from my birthday, May 15th, until Halloween one year, just to get away and experience a different side of life. Mm -hmm. Do you have a special childhood memory you could share? I would say growing up, my fondest memories was I would go to the roller skating ring every Friday and Saturday night. My parents let me do that, and it was a blessing to give me a chance to get some energy out. And I thoroughly enjoyed that for years. Oh, neat. Now, did you take roller skating lessons, or you just learned on the go? Learned on the go. I actually got so good at it, I was captain of a speed skating team for a while. Oh, cool. Never got into roller derby, huh? No, never did the roller derby. I did some, you know, bouncing off people and throwing and hitting them hard. And we would do that as fun, but never as a big hobby or anything. It was just roller skating. And I did do speed skating. Yeah. How did your team do? We were always real good. We had this young girl on there, and she tended to win first place all the time. She was real good. But I was selected as the captain. I was pretty good, but I guess my encouraging people to do better and work harder at it got me that position. Neat. Share with me about your employment. Before college, back in the 70s is when I grew up, we were able to leave high school early in the course of the day and first started working as a teenager down at a local electrical supply house. And I did that through high school. And then my first two years of college, they let me stay on. And when I started East Carolina, I was told to finish college and come back if I wanted to. So basically I did. I didn't go right back into the electrical industry right then, but I did get back into it as a career. I spent about 24 years in the electrical distribution of electrical products, and then the last 16 years, I've done 
electrical and in commercial and industrial lighting sales. So that's my work history. I did a few other things. I was manager of a theater for a while, the local theaters in Greenville, Rocky Mount, and in Durham. And about a year and a half, I also sold real estate. My mother owned a real estate company, and I sold real estate for her for a little while. That's quite varied. Yeah, I've done quite a few things. Nice. So how did you get to where you are now from where you grew up? The last place my wife and I got married, I think about 94, she was a nurse and she didn't want to live at the Holden Beach where we were living at the time and I was selling real estate. So we moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, and we stayed in the Wilmington area for the past, I guess, 25 years. And we've just recently moved to Newburn, North Carolina, and that's closer to Greenville, and that's where some grandkids are, and my parents, or my mother and my wife's mother, lives there. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're in Newburn. Oh, good. Besides quilting, what other crafts do you do or have you done? Growing up, my father rebuilt car engines. I did a lot of helping him with car motors, and we restored cars for a while. So we got plenty of experience doing that, and we would restore them and sell them. Good way to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any crafts like knitting or crocheting <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> Do you have other hobbies? Yes. I love to run. I love to kayak. I've done Snow skiing, I like that a lot. Biking, I love to bike. I do a bike ride every year with the MS Society. Uh, and that's You can do 30 miles, 50 miles, whatever, 100, whatever you want to do. I do that every year. I typically do the 30 or the 50 miler. I'm running, I do 5K races, 10Ks. I've done a few half marathons. I have not done a full marathon yet. Do you have plans to? I want to do a couple more halves. I got a bad knee, so I don't know that I'll be doing a full one ever, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Neat. Tell me about who introduced you to quilting. Both of my grandmothers were quilters. I guess by necessity, they did it to stay warm when they were growing up. But my father's mother, I would say, was my biggest influence. She got me started as a teenager. She lived close to us, and I'd go over and watch her do all her quilting. And I liked it, and I actually made a few quilts during my teenage years and a couple during my first years of college, and then I got out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I loved watching her do it, and she was my inspiration. I have a lot of her quilts now. Wow. And do you have some of those first quilts you made? I have one that I started a long time ago, and I put it on the back burner, and I pulled it out a few years ago and finished it. Uh, That stayed on mine and my wife's bed for a long time, and we just took it off recently, and I replaced it with uh, another quilt. Nice. Describe your favorite quilt pattern or a quilt that you have made. 
I don't really have a favorite pattern per se. I like making quilts, just designing them and making them. I'm really proud of the one I just did for my wife. I'm calling it Jane's Paracels. I got the pattern from Sewing on Nancy probably six years ago. I ordered it. I saw it on one of her TV shows. I bought the material back then and then went years and didn't finish it. But recently I did finish it and it's currently on our bed. I also tell you that I submitted it to a local quilt show they had in Franklin County and it tied for first place for Viewers Choice Award. Oh, cool. You sent me a picture. Is that the quilt that you're talking about? That is it. Yes. Nice. It turned out so beautiful. It is. That looked difficult. Did you inset the circles? Well, they were all applique. It was a big template, and you cut them out, and then you put it together, and then I applique it down. And that's a king-size quilt. It's pretty big. Wow. I'm trying to picture that that big. Those large circles must be really yeah, big. Those large circles are over three foot each. There's two of them on there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you have a certain color that you like to make your quilts in or any color? No, I don't really have a color that I use more than anything. My favorite colors are red and orange, but I don't typically make myself any quilts. So it's typically whatever somebody is interested in or they give me material to make is what I tend to do. Mm-hmm. Or if, if they tell me certain colors. I just made a East Carolina University quilt, and it's purple and gold. turned out real good. Nice. How about a favorite tool? I would have to say my favorite tool is my Martelli table. I have a Advantage workstation that I use for cutting and iron on it also. Hmm. I'm trying to picture, is it all like one side or the other, or is it kind of like an L? It's adjustable, actually, remote control adjustable. It'll go up and down or at an angle to the right or to the left, so you can ergonomically take your hand and go across it better. It's really nice. It's from the Martelli company. Huh. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? I would say it's the design and the piecing. I like to create patterns from scratch, then look back and see how nice it looks. I did a lot of my first work on graph paper, those quarter-inch squares. Mm -hmm. Everybody's probably done that. Recently, I've been using on the computer what they call the electric quilt. Yeah. I've been using that and learning to use it more and more. That's a nice program. I love it. Mm -hmm. Describe your worst quilting experience. I don't really have a bad experience per se other than sewing big things together and then realizing that I've sewed them backwards (laughs) upside down (laughs) and then having to go back it just really makes me mad when you have to rip all those stitches out start over so I've measured and cut 
sewed it together and realized I didn't measure it right and had to do it all over. <laughs> but I'm probably perfectionist in that where I will definitely rip it out if it don't look right. I don't let it go by. No wonder your quilts look so good. Well, thank you. Why do you make quilts? I love to see the look on people's faces when I give it to them. That is my big inspiration. And you can look back and see something you've done and they save it for years. And like here again, I made one for a guy and I gave it to him when we were in college. This is probably 81. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, I told him I was getting back into quilting. And he says, you're not going to believe this, but I've got a quilt that you made me. And it's on my couch in my office. And if I ever need a break in the day, I just go lay on my couch and wrap up in your quilt. And <laughs> he sent me a picture of it, and I forgot I'd done it. Wow. How but fun. Reasons like that is why I do it. Uh-huh. And who do you make them for? Basically anyone, friends or family or uh, paying customers. I've been doing more and more trying to get into it as a business here. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into that, can you tell me what you're working on right now? Well, I just finished the ECU quilt, and I'm about halfway through a quilt for a church. The members of a congregation have given me a lot of fat quarters that a lot of them had embroidered different verses or sayings to the bishop, and they've give me all these fat quarters to put together and make something out of it to present. They're going to present the uh, quilt to the bishop. So it's a queen size, and I'm currently working on that. Oh, they're going to love that. Yeah, it's got a lot, a lot of color. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them is different. The back's going to have 90 different squares on it. Wow. I think they're going to be 11 by 11 squares. Because every member in a congregation, well, a few of the congregation members, I think there's 3,000 members, but I've probably gotten 140 pieces of fabric here. So all those people would love to see their piece in this quilt. So that's why I'm going to try to include every one of them. Oh, yeah. It's important. Describe your sewing area. Well, moving to Newburn, my condo that I had here was not big enough. I downsized from a bigger house in the Wilmington area to my condo I had here in Newburn, and it was not big enough for all my sewing stuff that I had in Wilmington. So I had to go out and kind of rent me a office area that I could sew in. So currently I'm in a office complex that I use a few of these rooms for my quilting stuff. I have my long arm in one. I have my cutting table and my sewing tables in another room. I got a big room for storage and my wife's using the front as her office. She works from home so mm -hmm. she can come here and work while I'm sewing all day. Nice. My husband and I work together so I think it's great to work together. Yeah. So it's really working out good. Share a quilting tip. I would say that since I do long arming, I know that it is 
helpful for people to get me a quilt that is easy for me to quilt for them. So on my website, I've put a section on there called Helpful Quilting Resources. One of the things on there kind of lists a few things that I appreciate when someone is getting me a quilt to long arm form that it's workable for me to do it quickly and easily. So on there, it's like how to measure so you can add the borders properly, you know, cut the stray threads off the back so they don't show through. So that's the tips that I'm just trying to tell people uh, how to size the backing to give it to me so it'll be ready. And if it's directional fabric for them to label is at the top, if they want the back to have a particular direction to tell me what the top of that. So I just encourage people to follow a few guidelines that make it easy on everybody. Yeah. Communication such a key, isn't it? <laughs> sure is. Well, let's talk about your business a little bit now. What's the name of the business? Floyd the Quilter is the name of my business. You've probably seen the Andy Griffith show, Floyd the Barber, mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. And I like that show a lot. And my name's unique, I think. And I just went with Floyd the Quilter instead of Floyd the Barber. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that name caught my eye, so. Well, good. Yeah. Describe how you went from having quilting as a hobby to decide to have it as a business. I was using quilting as a therapeutic, I guess you could say, for my other job when I was selling light fixtures. I would come home from the sales and I'd go out to my sewing area and it was my therapy. And I'd do that on the nights and on weekends. And sales got bad here because of COVID back in June, and they laid me off in this area. So my wife and I talked about it, and we decided that I would just try to make a go at it for a full-time position instead of me just doing it part-time at night and on weekends. Maybe I could make some money to help us out as a household, and that's how it got started. So in July, right after I got laid off, we moved to Newburn full-time, and that's when I kind of started quilting as a full-time thing. Well, that just answered my next question of how long have you been in business? Yeah, it would be July of this year. You know, when you're just getting started, it's far and few between, but so far I've been blessed with having some repeat customers for the long-arming service. I've had several people reach out to me to make them quilts, so I'm busy, and I tell people I'm booked up for a month or two, (laughs) so it's kind of good. That's great. Very appreciated. Uh Uh-huh. Well, looking on your website, on your brochure, I love how you have an outline of the process so people know exactly what to expect and what they need to do for it to go smoothly. Right. I love to do... Custom quilts for people, T-shirt quilts, baby quilts, wall hangings, charity fundraisers. I do that, like I was telling you, I do the MS bike ride every year. Mm-hmm. And I do a T-shirt quilt for MS, and I raffle that 
cooled off. And so far, I've earned you know thousands of dollars for the charity. Wow. Over the years, I've done, I think, four quilts, and this year will be my fifth one. And I'm getting ready to do another charity quilt for abused children in Massanutten, Virginia. In Staunton is actually the name of the city. And they want me to do a T-shirt quilt for them that's coming up here, so I plan on doing that. I also liked on your website a couple of sayings you had. Let me make a quilt you will love for a lifetime. Yes. People get these quilts, like I have several from my grandmother. So anybody that gets a quilt, they last forever. You know, as long as you don't abuse them, abuse them. They last forever. So that's what I like, knowing people have a quilt that will last them forever. Yeah. Even way back growing up, you know, we would take quilts to the beach, and those quilts are still around. They'd have sand on it. You just shake them out. (laughs) (laughs) So they last forever. And then following right in line with that, you also have turning memories into heirlooms. Yep. I just did a quilt for a lady who had twin kids. I think they're 18 years old now, and they were premature, and they were like two pounds a piece. Wow. She saved all her onesies, and I took all the onesies from both kids and made two different quilts and had their name on it. One liked elephants and one liked giraffes. I tied that into it. I called the grandmother and said, well, what were these kids into so I could get a feeling of how I needed to do this quilt? So it's memories. Mm -hmm. And now the parents look at it and love it. The kids can go, oh, I really liked giraffes back then. Stuff like that. (laughs) So, pretty neat. Is there anything else you would like to share with me? No, not really, other than people can reach out to me on my website, floydthequilter.com, and they can look at some of my work. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn under Floyd the Quilter. Mm-hmm. And my email is floydthequilter at gmail.com. Great. I hope you have a success in your business. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate your reaching out to me. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks for chatting with me today. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of A Quilter's Life. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a review as it helps others to find the show? Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website or a Quilters Life Facebook group to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.